Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, it's going to be a very uh, silly conversation for a very ridiculous movie, um, but it was fun. It was, it was a pretty fun movie and a great conversation with uh, returning co-host Ryan Darty who was just in town uh, recently. I got to meet him for the first time, so that was fun. And um, now he's back on the show, so I'm glad to have him, as always. Uh, Detective Pikachu is, of course, part of the big, giant Pokemon world of video games and cards and, I don't even know, cartoons. There's so much Pokemon in the world. It's one of the biggest franchises there is. Uh, I was a little too old for this franchise, though. I kind of missed out on it. Um, Being the nerd that I am, I've always been around Pokemon, but I just never really played the games or anything like that. Uh, But uh, with Ryan Reynolds voicing it and the commercials kind of promising a little bit of a Deadpool light kind of a thing, I was certainly interested. And plus, uh, it is a Nintendo franchise, so... I am a Nintendo guy, so I I was kind of excited for this movie, and uh, glad to be talking about it. As always, I want to remind you all, if you are not yet, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. Also, you can find us on all the major social networks at PiecingPod, and you can join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, a movie discussion group to discuss movies like Detective Pikachu and all kinds of other movies. Um, And also, before we get into the conversation about Detective Pikachu, we have a sponsor today. Um, I want to thank the Golden Tiki for being a sponsor of Piecing It Together. Uh, The Golden Tiki was recently named named one of the top tiki bars in the United States by the Food Network, also one of the 10 best nightlife destinations in Las Vegas by USA Today. Um, it's also, you guys know I pretty much don't leave the house lately as I've gotten into the ripe old age of 38. I don't really leave the house too much anymore, but uh, I would say, like, unless it's movies, you know, I'm talking like nightlife, like actually going out, having a drink or any of that kind of stuff, I would say like 90% of my times out of the house have been to the Golden Tiki. I mean, it really is an awesome place. And uh, it's pretty much where you'll find me if I'm going to be out at a bar, which is rare. But I uh, always tell people when they're coming to town, let's go to the Golden Tiki. It's a really cool place. Um, and just recently added, I, I saw it when they were putting it together. I haven't seen it in action yet. I'm hoping to get down there soon to see it. Uh, but they just added 
Al and Bud's Oasis, which is an animatronic bird show featuring two robotic parrots that were built with like microcomputers and nanorobotics and 3D printing and hand feathering and like a whole big script of a show. They're just like, uh, knowing uh, the owner, Brandon Powers, I'm sure they're plenty dirty and plenty ridiculous and really funny. So uh, they're described as engaging in risque repartee. I, I'm sure it's absolutely hilarious. So you guys should all go check out the Golden Tiki. And uh, they've got amazing drinks there, lots of rum and mixed drinks. And they always have theme nights and DJs and uh, a lot of stuff to check out at the Golden Tiki. So make sure to check them out. You can also find the Golden Tiki on uh, all the social media sites and check out some of those articles that have been written about them lately. They keep getting written up and everything as like the place to be. So definitely check out the Golden Tiki and thank you to them for being a sponsor. They're going to be a sponsor on the next few episodes as well. So uh, you'll hear more about them in the coming episodes. So with that said, let's jump into the conversation about Detective Pikachu. All right. So uh, with us today is Ryan Darty to talk about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Ryan, how you doing, man? Hey, hey. Uh, so I do have to get this out of the way right away. I am very firmly on Team Digimon, but uh, <laughs> I will take one for the team and do a Pokemon movie, uh, especially because this was one of my most highly anticipated movies of the year when we had our top 10 anticipated movies of 2019 episode. So happy to be here for this. I'm not 100% sure I'd have seen this if it wasn't for you. Um, your, your enthusiasm rubbed off on me, and uh, I'm not 100% sure whether or not I'm happy that I saw it, but um, it'll, it'll be fun to talk about regardless. Uh, I, I was excited, though, because, I mean, Pikachu, it, Pokemon is like it's, you know, it is its own thing, but it's also yeah. kind of a Nintendo property, and I'm, I'm happy yeah. to see a, a Nintendo movie be, like, one of the first relatively big video game movies yeah 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 that, that always this makes is me happy. this is uh, i mean the next one i guess they have on the docket is the illumination super mario brothers movie and right. i don't really know that i've ever actually seen an illumination film but i've never heard a good thing about any of them i walked so, out of an illumination film once so secret that's, life of that's that's where i'm at so far <laughs> and that's i and i did great. make it through all of detective pikachu so that's you know that's <laughs> okay yeah that's yeah. where the bar is at then <laughs> <laughs> so uh for everybody listening at home this episode is gonna be a little bit loose um uh you know it, it's a pikachu movie i mean it, we, <laughs> we, we're, we're not gonna really deep into the greater truths of the art of filmmaking here however uh i'm sure we'll have plenty of puzzle pieces to talk about and um you know, with that said, Ryan, what do you got for your first puzzle piece for? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the most obvious one. Um, I have, I, I didn't make this description myself, but I, I've seen multiple people online talking about how this movie is like 90% Zootopia and 10% Get Out. Um, mm -hmm. But the Zootopia thing, it really is, this movie just, like, plot-wise, is Zootopia. Like... Like, two unlikely partners in a world populated with animals trying to track down the origin of this mysterious chemical that makes other animals go crazy in, like, this vaguely noir-type, like, homage. And then, like, eventually discovering that, like, the mayor in charge of town is the dude who's, like, disseminating the, like 
chemicals. Uh, Dave, I know you haven't seen Zootopia, but that literally is the plot, which you might yeah, notice that, that, that is sounds identical. like the exact plot. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're just reading it right off the uh, page of, of Detective Pikachu. Yeah, no, there's a lot I loved about Detective Pikachu, but its groundbreaking plot is definitely not on that list. Um, <laughs> and it's been a while since I've seen Zootopia. Uh, it, it was pretty good, but this was definitely like the exact same type of thing. Like the only thing that like would have made it more like Zootopia is if all the human, like if there weren't humans and it was just a detective Pikachu teaming up with another Pokemon trying to solve these mysteries or something. Right. They're all little creatures and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you want to get into the hardcore fan theories. It's, it's debated in the world of Pokemon are humans just their own species of Pokemon. So we won't go down that road yet, but We'll save okay, that for wait, time. wait, I do want to go down that road just briefly. <laughs> Let, let's not go too deep into that road. Yeah. But but I do want to know, is the theory that like humans in the real world watching the Pokemon shows are... No, are, no, are, no, no. Like that, like, like the species that like Ash so and Ash Professor Elgar is... Okay. Um, yeah, because I think like it has to do with like in like some of the like the ancient Pokemon stuff, like maybe... I maybe they talk about like Pokemon being able to crossbreed with humans for a period of time or something, but it's sort of implied, I think, that Poke that humans are like uh, an actual real world evolution, like like not real world, but like using how evolution works in the real world, uh-huh. uh, offshoot of a primitive Pokemon. 20,000 years ago or something like that. And in that mm-hmm. case, it really just at that point Pokemon just means animal then, right? Because like that's kind of how it worked in the real world. Like 10 million years ago, like we were a step closer to a monkey or something like that. So, um but yes, yeah, so I think <laughs> technically, if we want to say that the humans are another type of Pokemon, then it's exactly Zootopia. This is all so. very interesting. It also makes me think of a puzzle piece that I hadn't written down. Um, and just because this movie is ridiculous, I'm going to go there. Go for it. Um, and, th- and that is Prometheus. Oh, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave knows I get very passionate about the film Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've, got, uh, we've got experiments going on here. We've got, you know, who, who is the monster? Is it, is it the humans or is it these creatures? And uh, is it this alien creature that they built? And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going with Prometheus for my first puzzle piece. This was not planned, and I'm, I'm liking where this is going right now. I'm, I'm very, very interested to see where else this could possibly lead us. But uh, Prometheus, anytime I get a chance to talk about it, we both are, are big fans of that, that series, even though, you know, we, we recognize it for all of their flaws that they yeah. have plenty of. Um, but uh, the Ridley Scott definitely went into a, a really like an interesting world building situation with, with, yeah. with creators and children and who who is like, yeah, like I said, like who is the, ev- you know, who is evil and who isn't and who is uh, who is evil for having created things. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very God type thing, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I don't know that we go too deep into that with detective Pikachu, but I mean, it's certainly there in the, uh, in the lab. Oh, no, I mean, anytime you get Mewtwo involved in a movie, and this was actually, I thought was interesting, was, like, every time Mewtwo gets added to a Pokemon property, there's a ton of gravitas that gets added, because, like, Mewtwo's whole thing is, like, 
what even is existence because he's like a clone of something dead so like even in like the original pokemon movie like from years ago like the the one that was in car- um in theaters um uh-huh. there are like 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 Mewtwo spouts some lines that like out of context you would think are like Abe Lincoln quotes or like Gandhi quotes or whatever like it's very like <laughs> it gets very like what is the merit of a man beyond his blood, if not his words? And you're like, what the fuck? You are a Pokemon, dude. Like, chill out. Mewtwo gets deep. Man. Oh, he really does. So it's weird that they like didn't cover that part at all, but they still tried to have some level of, like, grander commentary on being human and being better than human. Okay, so before we get into your next puzzle piece, uh, since you know these characters and the, yeah. the cartoon and all that stuff, um, d- is Mewtwo usually, uh, you know, a-, a good character, or is that just was that created for the? No, he, he's almost always he's almost always a bad guy who turns into a neutral guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it very much is the same thing. So like, um, Mew may or may not have been the first Pokemon. And usually Mewtwo's origin is that someone, some really, really bad guy wants to create the perfect killing machine. Um, so they clone the, like, original Pokemon, but then, like, just throw in a bunch of shit from other Pokemon to, like, make him stronger. And, like, usually he's a killing machine because that's all he knows, and then he'll, like, start grappling with his own... Because he can, like, psychically talk to other people just like right. in this movie. He's, like, yeah. the only Pokemon that can talk really um in a way so uh usually like most of the time at the end of the movie he will suddenly realize that uh like either he'll realize i'm better than humans i shouldn't be fighting them i should pity them and then he'll fly away or he will like be like oh i shouldn't have been fighting at all and then he'll fly away Big um, themes, very big themes for this uh, this world. I yeah, think. no, it's it's um, like if you know Pokemon, the fact that it was Mewtwo still really lines up a lot because he's like the strongest psychic Pokemon, and uh, they didn't build him to be the ultimate killing machine in this one, but they built him to be the ultimate physical specimen mm-hmm. for Bill Nye to put him. Also, side note: apparently, over the course of this movie, Bill Nye got like super obsessed with Pokemon. And I've heard he has, like, very expensive, very large, like, replicas of, like, Pokemon art and, like, the Pokemon fossils and stuff that are just sitting in his wine cellar because he, like, can't mount them on his walls yet. Like, because they're too big. And I I hope that's true. I want that to be so true. That's wonderful. That, like, 97-year-old fucking brilliant actor bill nye is now discovering like pokemon go and shit like that oh that is absolutely fantastic i really want that to be true i'm gonna i'm gonna look into that once this episode goes up yeah definitely do like an editor's (laughs) note or something if you find out so what do you got for your uh, next puzzle piece um so this one is is a lighter one um like it's not as heavily influenced but i do think we need to acknowledge the influence of the super mario brothers movie on this one um which is so for a lot of people who don't know that detective pikachu is its own video game um but who are familiar with pokemon as a franchise this Mm -hmm. movie must have seemed pretty wild because like you think of Pokemon the way they cover it in the first 10 minutes of this movie, where it's like, 
You throw a ball, you catch the Pokemon, you release it for fights, you wander around in the woods a lot, and there's wild Pokemon, and suddenly there's this city that's like, oh man, Pokemon are running wild, they're coexisting with humans, and like, you don't really see much of that in the classic games. Uh, you do mm. see that in the Detective Pikachu game, um, but... Was that on Nintendo 64? No, no, that was like Wii U or something oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that, was, that was like within the past five years i think okay um i don't even know that it was translated in america it probably was but i'm not uh -huh. positive um although it was a nice touch when they cut to pikachu going pika pika when the girl can't understand him apparently uh -huh. that is the guy who voices pikachu in the anime which i thought was uh -huh. a nice touch um sweet also like not a crazy difficult job if we're being honest like <laughs> um but yes yeah, so whereas and like in the super mario brothers movie it's suddenly like well what if there was a world where all these dinosaurs had survived and kind of coexisted with these things that are human but technically are also dinosaurs and this whole like gritty city um and like for all the things the mario brothers movie did wrong it was packed to the gills with easter eggs like every shop and store you see in the background of those movies uh, of that movie uh like is a reference to a thing from pokemon uh sure. sorry from from uh, mario and very much the same thing with yeah. detective pikachu um so i think they kind of took the one thing that i don't necessarily want to say mario brothers did right because a lot of people would have just wanted it to be a much more direct adaptation but if you buy into the very first premise of the mario brothers movie i think the set design and the like easter eggs was like something it did really well and detective pikachu in the same kind of way um and I'm sure, like I said, it wasn't surprising to me, but there are probably plenty of people who know Pokemon who was like, wow, this city is like a weird direction to take the Pokemon franchise in. Why didn't they just make the first Pokemon movie be about, like, Ash and his Pikachu and stuff? But I think it was right. a smart move. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I think it's, it's also a way to, uh, to really bring people in. I, I think it's kind of great timing after the Pokemon Go craze a couple of yes. years ago. Uh, that, that, you know, maybe this should have been like, you know, maybe 12 months ago or something, but you know, still it, it takes a while for these things to happen. And, uh, I, I think timing is still pretty damn good to capitalize on that. Cause a lot of people are getting their first in entry into the Pokemon world. I mean, it certainly was mine. I mean, I've always been aware of more of the Pokemon world just because I'm such a Nintendo guy, uh, but I never played the games. And Did you so play Pokemon was... Go? That was the only game I played. I mean, I was one of the billion people who played it for like two weeks. And I know? am not. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we I we actually... were out talking to our neighbors and it was, it was like, it was world peace for two weeks. I don't think know? I've actually played a Pokemon game since Pokemon Crystal, which uh -huh. was still for like the Game Boy Color. Um, but I like know the universe and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I, I went I went uh, to see this with Gina's brother, Marco, and he is a big fan of these games. He plays all of them. And uh, he said they got like a lot of details from yeah. the games and he was very and happy there was a, with There was a good representation. Like I didn't recognize about a third of the Pokemon because yeah. they came from the 17 other generations of Pokemon after I stopped playing. And that was cool. I think, I think it was smart. And I, for those ones, I have to trust that they did the right character designs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> they did pretty good I'd character designs so. for the two thirds that I did recognize. So yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Can you imagine? I, I, I've been reading about like all the trouble they had to go through to like make Lickitung, and like I can't believe that was someone's job for three years. <laughs> like to make. Apparently, Lickitung was supposed to be much more important in this movie, and then they showed the realistic renderings to like the Japanese people, and they were like, "This can't be on screen at all." So they had to like roll it back to like a ten-second gag. I love I love that Pokemon characters have those very descriptive names. Like I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, like even if you like, so, I mean, like people always complain about like, like how the newest Pokemon have like very dumb names. One of the original 150 Pokemon's name was literally Seal, and it was a Seal, <laughs> and it evolved into Dugong, and I believe Dugong is just a synonym for the word Seal, like. <laughs> Like, it's always been a bit of a problem. There's always a couple that get phoned in. <laughs> yeah, those, those ones, I think, are translation issues. For <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go into my next puzzle yeah. piece, and I'm actually going to continue talking about the environment and all that. Um, and this is more so about the city specifically. Reminded me a lot of the world of Blade Runner. Um, yeah, very, yeah. Very beautiful, uh, futuristic cityscapes. Um, and it, that was actually my biggest surprise with the movie was actually how great the cinematography was. Uh, it, it really looked great. There, there was a lot of really awesome choices with, um, and I think it was a lot of the noir uh, influence as well that added yeah. to that with like lighting and stuff like that. Yeah, it uh, did the neon yeah, noir look yeah, real yeah, well. exactly. That whole like neon, like neo-noir neon thing. Yeah. And and um, they really, really uh, put together something that looks very cool, original. But like I said, uh, I think inspired by the looks of Blade Runner in, yeah. a, in a lot of ways. And they, they do a really great job of it as well. No, I, I was definitely thinking that um, as well. That like especially that one scene in uh, in the beginning uh, when he when he first meets Pikachu, and they're just like walking through. Um, all the stands and it's like the very crowded like neo tokyo looking kind of town or whatever and yeah. you just see all these other weird characters at these like tent stands just getting different stuff and that was very evocative of blade runner for me they Absolutely. have you know very similar scenes in that movie so basically they were just trying to bring the pokemon into the world of ridley scott since we got prometheus <laughs> in here as well so yeah this is all this is all ridley scott that's that's what the movie is <laughs> <laughs> I think it works because it's like they picked a part of the Pokemon universe that like if you are familiar with Pokemon you could still be like alright well there probably is a city like this in the world of Pokemon even if we haven't seen it in the games Sure, uh, and, and yeah. I don't know if that's true like I don't know if Detective Pikachu literally takes place in a different universe from yeah. the other Pokemon games but it works and you, you believe it yeah no and, absolutely uh, and actually, I'm going to piggyback right off of that into another one of my puzzle pieces, All right. um, which is uh, a callback to an old uh, episode we did a couple months ago, which is How to Train Your Dragon 3, mm. um, specifically because um, of the way, like, it almost reminds me of, like, in Flintstones, how when they don't have machines, they would have a dinosaur that happens to do the exact same thing as that <laughs> machine. Yeah. And um, How to Train Your Dragon uh, 3 specifically did a very similar thing, where like in the backgrounds of the shots, you'll see, like, oh, they don't necessarily have a windmill. 
they've got like a dragon that's just like running on a treadmill or things like that. And like <laughs> yeah. you see so I like like honestly this was the thing I might have loved most about Detective Pikachu is there are some Pokemon who literally are never in the foreground. Like you, mm. you'll see like just a Pokemon out of focus in the background doing something. Like yeah. and and working as a part of this town. Like there's the obvious ones. Like there's the Machamp who's directing traffic, which makes a lot of sense because he has four arms. But like even little things. Like there's a great scene uh, when they're yeah when they're running down through the tents um, where there's a, a guy on a stove cooking like noodles on two walks and also his pet charmander is next to him and the charmander is using its tail as a burner for a third walk and stuff <laughs> like that i just loved and it does remind me a lot of like i think they actually do a similar gag with um with the stove in how to train your dragon three um but i was really trying to think of a movie that just sort of like incorporates um bizarre animals as machinery and sure. um and i definitely remembered that when we did the how to train a dragon episode which subtle plug listener you should look up um <laughs> that like uh that that really stuck out to me is over the course of the three how to train a dragon movies you got to see the dragons get more and more integrated into the town um and this almost like like rhyme city seems like the equivalent, especially because also in uh, How to Train a Dragon, like everyone's partnered off with a, a dragon as well. Uh, like Rhyme City feels like the modern equivalent of that town from How to Train Your Dragon. If they had the dragons for another like ten years, sure, sure. Like that, to, yeah, like, no, um, that that makes a lot to of continue sense. Continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. I, I love uh, that. Is I, I completely agree. That's one of my favorite things about the movie is just how alive it is, full of full of uh, creatures and just so so many little details and and all that stuff. And uh, you know, not to move on too fast, but that no, is go a it. good uh, transition to my next puzzle piece, actually, um, which is Star Wars. Um, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't. Know, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's just like an, another world just filled with as many inhabitants as they could cram in that are all just so different looking and so many interesting things to look at. And you could kind of just not pay attention to the plot if you really wanted and just like look at all the stuff that's happening and all the all the little creatures and cool things and the cantina scene and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah. And, and also I, I was going to just kind of, uh, combine a, a, another sure. one with it and, uh, the fantastic beasts movies, which also okay. are just yeah. fit, filled to the brim with all, just all kinds of creatures to look at. Wait, even if you're not, um, you know, following the, the story quite as much, there's so much to see in the yeah. movie and, uh, and uh, I'm not as big of a fan of the, as, the, uh, of the fantastic beasts movies myself, but, uh, there certainly was a lot of cool creatures to look at, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, the first Fantastic Beasts is actually my favorite of the Harry Potter movies, which is oh, weird because yeah. the second Fantastic Beasts is my least favorite of the Harry Potter movies. It's the only one I've seen, so. <laughs> You've only seen the second one? Yeah. The, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I love the first one. But, um, yeah, no, that that's so true. Um, that Yeah, I, I didn't even think of Harry Potter as that's another good example of, like, you know, they've got the house elves doing things. They're like fairies that are, I'm really like, honestly, when Artemis Fowl comes out, uh, like in like a year or so, that's probably going to be another movie that would have been a perfect puzzle piece for something like this. Cause Artemis oh, Fowl yeah. has got all the mystical creatures in like an underground city and stuff like that. Um, doing things. Um, 
You know, yeah. not to do not to derail or anything, sure. but I don't know what Artemis Fowl is. Okay, Should I? have you seen the commercials? <laughs> I did. Oh, and I okay. was like, I don't know what this is. It like, was it was I, a book series from like fifteen years ago. Like 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 it is way too late for them to be adapting it. Huh. Like yeah, like to yeah, put in perspective, like the tough guy. There's a tough guy role, and like when people like when they were talking about making the movie. There was a lot of talk about, like, when the books first came out, there was a lot of talk of Jason Statham being the tough guy, because he was, like, the new up-and-coming tough guy at the time. So well, we still get him. I mean, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, but, but like, to give you perspective, right? This was, like, yeah. just after Italian Job era yeah. Jason Statham or something like that. Um, it will probably be very, like, honestly, if we do an episode on Artemis Fowl, there's a decent chance that if we don't talk about Harry Potter, Detective Pikachu may end up being a puzzle piece for that. Nice. Um, That'll probably be the only other movie we ever talk about Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I need to bring up Detective Pikachu as frequently as possible now. <laughs> well, what do you got for your next puzzle piece? Uh, so, so those, I think, are kind of it for my, like, puzzle piece puzzle pieces. But okay. the the other uh, the other big trope I was reminded of, and and there is a twist on this uh, in mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu. But there's like that movie that they feel the need to make every ten years, where a shitty dad gets turned into a dog, and then the family adopts the dog. Like <laughs> like Kevin Spacey did one last year or two years ago, and like Gary Busey did one twenty years ago, and Tim Allen did one ten years ago, and like like every ten years or five years, like someone feels the need to make a movie about like a dad who learns the importance of family by being a pet in that family, um, and and this was very much like a less heavy hitting like a less heavy handed version of that i felt like um cuz um like you know like i was pretty sure walking into the movie that 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 uh that 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 was his dad in his body like uh-huh. even before it became really obvious like with yeah, the yeah. Mewtwo stuff um i i was i was pretty sure the whole time like oh that's that's what it's going to be um and i was trying to figure out the whole time like did Pikachu actually have amnesia or was he pretending? Cause he was like, he just wanted to spend time with his dad. Um, right. So I got to assume that hopefully once he turned back into his dad, that he kept the memories he had along the way of being detective Pikachu. Otherwise he didn't learn a valuable lesson about family. Right. Um, right. <laughs> although it kind yeah. of sounds to begin with, like his dad wasn't that shitty. He was just kind of busy. Like, and that the kid wasn't the best kid to begin with. Um, like, he, yeah. like, like Ryan Reynolds' character seemed much nicer than, like, the normal person you would see who in one of these movies gets turned into a dog or something oh, yeah, like well, that. Oh, yeah, well, that's actually a really funny thing, is he's kind of like a straight-up angel. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of get the, the impression that Ryan Reynolds' character has never done a bad thing in his life. Yeah. You know? Never told a lie. Um... Which is just kind of funny, you know, especially coming off of Deadpool. Coming off of Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and what, that's a great puzzle piece. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of the specific names of some of those movies, but I could picture all of them. So, uh, Shaggy Dog. 
Check uh, is yeah, the name the of the Tim Allen one, but uh, I don't, I, I, I don't, I haven't actually seen that one, so I don't yeah. know if that's why he gets turned into a dog, just to like uh-huh. learn about his family. But I do think he's a shitty dad in that one. Uh-huh. And then there's the Kevin Spacey one that came out like two years ago. <laughs> what a great trope! <laughs> like, and I know it's been done more than those three movies too. Those are just like the only three I could remember off the top. I actually remembered the Shaggy Dog one while we were like talking about other stuff like because i was desperately trying to remember the name of the gary Busey one because i think the gary Busey one his dog his dog's mind gets put in his body like it's like a body swap one instead (laughs) so like the other half of the movie like half the movie is gary Busey like voiceovering a dog being like wow kid you sure do love me and then like the other half is Gary Busey wearing a dog like collar running around pissing on bushes and stuff I'm actually supposed to guest on another podcast soon where we talk about a like a bad movie, and I'm thinking that could be a good uh, a good one for me to pick. Uh, <laughs> Red Red Letter terrible. Media did Red Letter Media did it as one of their best of the worsts. Oh, uh, that's really? the only reason I know is because they did it on the episode <laughs> where they made Macaulay Culkin review Home Alone Four, <laughs> which is such a great premise. That's awesome. I gotta watch that because I love their. Stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it, episode. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that trope in general. Yeah, no, that that's a great one. Uh, well, yeah, I got two more puzzle pieces. Uh, and before I get into them, though, you know, because we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, do you happen to know, this is a question that was kind of on my mind. Yeah. Was he, in a similar way to Deadpool, was he a driving force between b- behind getting this movie made? No. Or did they just hire Ryan Reynolds? No, because everyone has been wanting it to be Danny DeVito for the past two years. I don't know if you're aware of that. But no, like since they announced it... Because Detective Pikachu in the Japanese game has like a very gruff voice. Mm. He's, like a, he's, like a, he's like a grizzled, old, like angry fat man. Voice. Oh, Danny DeVito um, would have been great. So, like, as soon as they announced they're doing live action uh, Detective Pikachu, uh, from day one, everyone has been like, please get Danny DeVito. Please get Danny DeVito. And they've done some, like, fan edits where they take clips from Always Sunny over, um, like, you know, the the uh, the shots from Detective Pikachu. Um, uh-huh. But no, as far as I know, this was very much just uh, they thought he had a voice that could help encourage your suspension of disbelief and get away Mm -hmm. with like the type of humor they wanted to have, which was a weird type of humor to have for a Pokemon movie. Um, I very much pretended Deadpool didn't exist for this entire film because I know a lot of people like, were like, Oh man, I just want to see detective Deadpool or like PG Deadpool. So exactly. I very specifically tried to not think about that at all. Um, yeah. So I don't and even. Th- really and that, kn- that's why I didn't use it as a puzzle piece yeah. too. I knew we'd end up talking about it just because we'd have to. Yeah. But like you know, it, it's like such an obvious thing, and uh, and it, it really isn't that. Like no. it was kind of it was advertised as it a little bit, but it really isn't that. Aside from a few little throwaway jokes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's because he's quippy, right? But like exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say by that example, like all of his characters would be. But then I remembered that very specifically Blade 3 was when a film producer was like, dude, you're basically being Deadpool. And that's when he said, what's a Deadpool? And that's when the whole Deadpool thing started. So we can thank Blade Trinity for that. Um, there we go. But, I learned something today. Yeah, oh, man. No, that was literally someone's like, he just kept making quips. And they were like, you're just like Deadpool. 
And then he bought the comics and was like, oh my God, I am just like Deadpool. And that's what started all of it. Like literally years and years and years ago. Um, wow. Like I think even technically before Green Lantern and all that stuff. Uh, wow. But no, I, I don't think he, I, I think he was picked, you know? Yeah. All right, well, I got I got two more puzzle pieces, so let's uh, let's get these ones done. Yes. Uh, first one is the first movie I thought of when I first saw the trailer, and uh, that is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's a great ch- one, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, the detective movie with the film noir with an animated character and a world with, uh, with human characters. You I know? still have um, to see that. I hear it's so good. Oh, it's great. I mean, I haven't seen it in probably 20 years, but it was definitely like if you asked like 12 year old me what my top 10 favorite movies of all time were, it would be in like the top three, you know? Um, yeah. I, I love that movie so much. Uh, and I, I would think that it still holds up. I've heard I, it does. It's got to. It's absolutely got to. Maybe we should do a uh, breaking apart on it and I'll make fun. myself watch it. That could be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so I mean that, 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 uh, comparison I think is pretty clear. Um, you know, there, there's so many elements from that. This is in a lot of ways, like a a modern take on it. Yeah. And, you know, and the other one that I was going to bring up, um, and this is again, more so about the, uh, a human character pairing up with a, uh, a cute animated character. And that is Ted. Um, the Seth MacFarlane uh, vehicle where uh, Mark Wahlberg is teamed up with a cuddly teddy bear who is very dirty talking. But, uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds doesn't go there with this, although apparently there's a, enough uh, extra footage for there to be an R-rated I've heard that. movie. Yeah, Isn't, so. doesn't he straight up ref, like, I think at some point he straight up references people trying to put their fingers inside of him. And yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, Pikachu? <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, that was left over. That slid by, I think. That, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was getting strong, like, John Mulaney voicing Spider-Ham kind of vibes from that. <laughs> because, like, apparently there's just a ton of footage of, like, leftover of him, like, just swearing. Like, before they told him what the character was supposed to be, they were like, do your own take. And he yeah, went yeah. super blue with it. I gotta imagine uh, Ryan Reynolds did the exact same thing. I want that. <laughs> I, I, I actually will watch that if it ever comes out. Um, I, oh, I think man. That would be, that would I be think fun. that would be worth watching. That'd be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so uh let's do the finished puzzle and then we'll get yeah. into all of our closing thoughts on uh pokemon detective pikachu so uh the finished puzzle includes zootopia get out which actually in our uh once we get to our wrap up you're gonna have to explain that a little bit more for all okay. of us but um so yeah zootopia get out prometheus the Super Mario Brothers movie, Blade Runner, How to Train Your Dragon 3, the Star Wars series, the Fantastic Beasts series, movies where the dad gets turned into a dog and then the family adopts the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, oddly specific, but it's true. I think the Kevin Spacey true. one is a cat, though. I yeah. think the Kevin Spacey I, I, one Oh, you're cat. right. You're right. It is a cat. It is. And it came out like right, right it was before. Like right before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Ted. Yes. So that is our Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a real good one. I didn't think of that, but it, like in retrospect. Nice. Yeah, that's right that's on. a great one. Did Who Frame uh did Who Frame Roger Rabbit have like trademarked characters from like did it have like Looney Tunes or Disney characters or anything like that? Or was it That's all- a good question because it's been so long since I watched it. I feel like they were all 
similar, but they weren't actually the Looney Tunes. Oh, it was like a Watchmen kind of thing where they would get real close. Okay. Yeah, because I I really only know Roger Rabbit and the girl in the red dress. Um, Right. Jessica Rabbit. Oh, is she Jessica Rabbit? Okay. I I couldn't remember if that was the name of the Space Jam girl or not. Um, (laughs) That was Lola Bunny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's not get started talking about those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So did you so, uh, did you like it? I did. Yeah, real quick, what, what explain to us the get out part? Oh, that. just like the mind swapping, body jumping technology thing uh, of like I got you. So it's just that, just the just the mind swapping. Yeah, yeah, with like, oh, this is a better body. I'm going to put my mind in that body kind of okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes was... sense. And and Pikachu is a better body. So <laughs> <laughs> Between Ryan Reynolds and uh, Pikachu, that is a yeah. tough decision. I want to be Pikachu. Who's got the better body? <laughs> so yeah, I I liked this movie. I didn't love it. Um, sure. I I would I'd give it about uh, I I don't know, probably about a three three and a half out of five. Um, okay, out of five, good for me. I was like, wow, that is yeah. not a good review. No, no, <laughs> not out of four. Yeah, uh, but um, but not out of ten. Yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was it was fun. I, I really liked the creatures, like I said earlier, like uh, obviously the Pokemon not creatures, but uh, you know, I think all of that was great. I think there was some good humor, but I, I wish there was more of the comedy. I, yeah. I wish it was funnier. Uh, my biggest problem with it were the human actors. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ju- Justice Smith, is that his name? Yeah. I, I think he's just... The main he kid, does, yeah. He does nothing. He just does absolutely nothing. The girl w- was kind of... Girl, the girl was not good. No. Yeah, uh, Bill Nye, you know, was having a little bit of fun with the role, um, but otherwise, the human characters really dragged this thing down. I thought. I would agree. Um, yeah, and yeah. I was bummed because like uh, Ken Watanabe is like one of my favorite actors too. Um, yeah, and he had very little to do uh, in this. So movie. little to do. That he strikes me as a character who maybe had a couple scenes cut or something like that. Um, it's very po- yeah, it's very possible. I will tell you though, this is a movie that mediocre or not, I'll be seeing the next one just for oh. more of that world building and seeing more like like if it's got a bigger budget because I I saw somewhere and I don't know if this was um, an exaggerated figure or a true figure that there's only fifty different types of Pokemon in this movie, um, mm. and and at a glance like it could be true I don't actually know but there's just so many other pokemon uh like they didn't do most of the other starter pokemon and stuff like that so like i would i would pay 13 dollars just to see more of this universe on a tv screen on a movie theater screen kind of the same way i'm gonna pay you know 15 dollars to see avatar when the next one comes out sure like that like just to to see how that world works do you got someone for ash or like who would play ash if Uh uh-huh Oh, hmm. I don't know, because, like, the thing is, like, Ash is a piece of shit. Like, and he's also only, like, 11. Like, like, they gloss over that a lot. Because, like, he is whiny, but, like, he's, like, an acceptable amount of whiny. Like, if you were, like, making, like, an accurate Pokemon, it'd be, like, the young Sheldon kid would be Ash or something like that. <laughs> right? And, like, no one wants to see that. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, yeah, if it was grown up, uh, I, I'd be really interested in seeing, like, a brick-era Joseph Gordon-Levitt as, oh, okay. as 
and like everything like that would CGI entail him. with that. Why not? Yeah, yeah, CGI 14 year old <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, sorry, 16 year old Joseph Gordon Levitt to play an 11 year old character. It should work great. They'll be like, but Ryan, we've got footage of him on Third Rock from the Sun as an 11 year old. It's like, no, that's not what I want. 16 year old JGL playing 11 year old Ash Ketchum. It's the most expensive movie ever filmed. <laughs> <laughs> no Making him reason. look young costs more than the Pokemon itself. <laughs> um, I do have oh, to say, though, and I'm curious if you agree with this, I think technically this is the best video game movie that's been made. Like, it's not a high bar, but that that's I, a I good... think technically... Yeah, I don't know. I I was actually thinking it might be worth it for us to do some kind of a like a you know like a rundown of video game movies one of these days on the show. The only other video out. game movie worth watching is Mortal Kombat One. So right, I mean, there's still Mortal Kombat One. Of course, I'm one of the few fans of the Rampage movie. Um, I love that movie, even though it is dumb as shit. Um, but I think. This probably is, if not the best, it's it's one of the best um, that that's ever been made. It, it's just it does have enough of a balance of being, uh, you know, faithful to the games while also being an actual watchable movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. yeah, I think it, it did benefit a lot from the fact that there there aren't many, but there are a few kind of left field Pokemon games. And Detective mm. Pikachu is the left fieldest of them all. So it managed mm. to get away with being a pretty straight at like my understanding is that's the first two thirds of that first three quarters just is the plot of the game. Like it didn't deviate mm. very much from that plot at all. Um, and I think that worked to their advantage actually was like they kind of got the benefit of doing a weirder interpretation while still actually being pretty faithful just not to the source material that people would have expected. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think they, I think they did a good job. They did video games proud. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get m- m- more of this direction with Sonic. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I want to put this uh, on, like, like record it to tape. That if you uh-huh. uh, listen to that episode, the top ten. Anticipated movies of 2019. I formally retract my Sonic <laughs> suggestion and just replace it with Detective Pikachu a second time. Did um, you hear that sound, everybody? That is the sound of me catching your recommendation for Sonic the Hedgehog the movie and placing it somewhere towards the top of my list because I can't fucking wait for that movie now. I, still... I think it's going to be so stupid and so great. I, I Every I everything I said about why I'm excited about Sonic. I stand by, but it like, it's like a genie took what I said and like twisted it to like be technically true. Yeah. It's not a genie. It's like the, the gin from Wishmaster is. Yeah. 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 One of those like real (laughs) tricky genies. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, Ryan, you got anything that you've watched lately that you want to, uh, recommend? Um, no, but I do have something else I want to put on the air while we've got it, which is that I do want our listeners to know that Dave has formally agreed to let me do a Breaking Up Part episode about Point Break one of these days, uh, and we're going to procrastinate that for a long time, but this is the proof <laughs> that if he ever claims that that conversation never happened, I was promised that I would get to do a Point Break episode one of these days, and there we will. 
So I'm, we just, will. I'm using my soapbox time for that instead. <laughs> I promise I will watch it one day this summer, and then we will. Yeah, that'd be a good that summer episode. one. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, like gonna a f- Fourth of July weekend or kind of thing. Oh. I, I'm doing it. We're doing it. All right, great. Well, uh, Ryan, as always, thanks for being here. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug real quick before we uh, get going? Yeah, Digimon is better than Pokemon in every conceivable way. <laughs> Solid use of plugging time. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Toby. I'm one of the hosts of the Secret Transmission Podcast. We do a satire show all about conspiracies, UFOs, the paranormal, cryptozoology, true crime, and much more. Our show was transmitted to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and many other podcast apps. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Transpod. We hope you come listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. All right, that does it for our conversation on Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Thank you, Ryan Darty, for being here for this one. Um, Ryan's going to be back really soon on the show. We actually uh, recorded a special episode that we'll be letting you guys know about real soon. And then uh, he'll also be on the Godzilla King of the Monsters episode. And, of course, that point break, uh, breaking it apart, that we are going to do later this summer. So... That does it for today. I want to remind you all to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You could join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, a movie discussion group where we continue the conversation about all these movies. And, uh, you know, if you really love the show, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. We'd love to get some more reviews on there. And we also really do want to hear what you're thinking of the show. So uh, leave us a review and let us know. You could also just get in touch directly. You could either direct message me or uh, you could email me directly by davidrosen at gmail.com. The show has an email address too, but I always forget to check it. So you might as well just email me. <laughs> um so I guess that about does it. How about I leave you guys with a piece of music, as I always do? And, uh, you know, Pokemon being a video game series, I was looking into some of the music I've done for video games. And uh, there's this one little game that I did music for years ago. I mean, it's like six, seven, eight years ago or something. It was called Red Ninja Dragon Mouse. And I think this uh, track from that game would really fit for a uh, Pokemon type thing. So I'm glad I remembered it existed because it's the perfect fit for this episode. So let's close out the episode with Red Ninja Dragon Mouse. (laughs) What a ridiculous title.
and all points west. 